Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Overcomer means you come over the thing. You don't go under. You are victorious. Uh, faith school, as the name implies, we talk about faith. We feed our faith. We uh, learn about how to please God, how to overcome. And it's not just faith in faith. It's faith in God. And that has to do with our relationship with Him, uh, our fellowship with Him, our trusting Him. And that comes by getting to know Him better. That comes by learning what He has said, learning His will, learning His ways. And so that's why it's to the Bible, to the Bible, to the Bible, feeding our faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And there's, uh, as you grow in this, there's general characteristics of faith that you learn about. Faith is an overcomer. This is the victory that overcomes the whole world, even our faith. Faith isn't negative. Faith isn't uh, emphasizing the problem. Faith isn't, uh, you know, talking defeat, talking failure. And so even before you know the answer, maybe it's a, it's a healing that you're greatly desiring. Maybe you've been having a lot of problems with your body. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's your family. Whatever it is, you don't have to wait till you understand everything. You don't have to wait till you see everything changing in the natural. General faith in God is as simple as saying, we're coming out. I don't, I don't know how, I, I know who. <laughs> Is that right, class? I, I don't know all the details yet, but the Lord has brought us through every other time, and this will be no different. He's bringing us through, so everybody say, uh, the Lord, the Lord is, faithful to me, is faithful to me, and we'll get through this too. We'll get through this too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll overcome this problem too. He'll show us. He'll give us what we need. We are overcomers more than conquerors in Christ. Hallelujah. Just saying that, if you'll say it from your heart, starts a quickening of life in you, in your spirit, in your body, in your mind, in your brain, in your situation, in your life. But if you just slump over to the side and, and despair and, and talk how bad it is and, 
and, and feel sorry for yourself, there's death in that and darkness. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. And it limits and hinders the Lord from helping you. In the Psalms, it said that God's uh, people turned and uh, they rebelled against him. They didn't listen to him. And they turned and limited the Holy One of Israel. How in the world could you limit God? Well, you don't limit who he is and what he is, but uh, just with you as a person. If somebody won't listen to you, it severely limits how much you can help them. And that's true with, with God. If you won't listen to him, it limits what he can do for you. And he says things like, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. He says things like, rejoice in the Lord all the time. And again, I say, rejoice. Well, if you're in a bad way, in a bad situation, you don't feel like rejoicing. And he didn't tell you to rejoice over the evil thing, something that the enemy was able to do. So what are you rejoicing about? You're rejoicing that you have an answer. You're rejoicing that you're not helpless. You're rejoicing you're not just a hopeless victim. You're rejoicing because you know the answer. You know who the answer is. You know what the answer is because it's in His Word, it's by His Spirit, and greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. And you start talking faith before you have any clue exactly the detail of coming out. It's the spirit of faith. That's what the Scripture said. We having the same spirit of faith, like it's written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. When you decide, and it's not just a, I wish I had more faith, it's a choice. It's a choice to believe. And when you think about it, you know, it's already taken some effort to cry and feel bad and feel sorry for yourself. I mean, it's taken some effort to say those words and do those things. In fact, it's, it's draining. What if you put that effort into talking faith? What if you just put that effort and that energy into saying, Lord, I know I can count on you. Lord, I know that you're with me. I know you never leave me. I know you never forsake me. Lord, I know you said you always cause me to triumph. Lord, thank you for giving me the victory. I mean, that's going to help you. And you're already saying and doing something. Might as well get your words working for you instead of against you. Can you say amen? amen? Come on, just go ahead and say it some more. Say it out loud. God, God is, on my side. is on my side. He takes the part with me, the part with me. Against, the against the enemy. And if God is for me, God is for me. Who, can who can be against me? Greater is he, Greater is he who, is in me who is in me than he who is in the world. Is in the world. Through God, we triumph. we triumph. Through God, Through God we, live we live victoriously. And this is the victory, is the victory. that overcomes the world, overcomes the world. Even, our even our faith in our God. In our God. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. 
You're already doing better than when we started just a couple of minutes ago. Is that right? Well, uh, like we said before, one of the big things we do here at Faith School is we feed our faith. And you do that on the Word. And we've been on a, a subject for some weeks now that we're calling Faith for Healing. And so let's believe God to get a lot more light and, and, and faith feeding from this today. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us agree together as touching this, asking for utterance, asking for the anointing. Open our eyes to see wonderful things in your word and feed into our spirits that we may grow strong and stronger to reach up and out and lay hold and receive and enjoy all that you have so graciously given us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would turn, please, to the book of uh, Matthew, the 20th chapter, and we'll begin today. If you have not been with us in previous sessions, we are deep into this study. Uh, what we're doing is taking one by one the 20 accounts uh, of individuals who were healed in the ministry of Jesus. That's recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. 20. And we're taking them one by one. And if it's recorded in, some of them only recorded in one gospel account, some of them recorded in two, some recorded in, in three. And if it's recorded in three, we take time to look at all three because there are different details in one that you won't find in another. We may talk a little bit more about this later, but the Bible is unlike any other book. Now, if, you don't, if, you, if you're not sure about that, you need to get that settled. Uh, the Bible is the Word of God. It, is, it came through the agency uh, of men, but it's not from man as a source. It's from God. And there are just thousands upon thousands upon thousands of confirmations of that in the text itself wherein things were revealed hundreds of years, thousands of years before they came to pass, how could anybody have known? I mean, there are things about creation that were revealed, uh, you know, before people had any idea about a microscope or a telescope or didn't know what a germ was or any of that. And God's given them rules about containing contagion and he's He's talking about the circle of the earth when a lot of folks would have thought it was flat. I mean, uh, there is so much in this book that is unlike anything else out there. And the reason I say it is because this book is a closed book to a closed mind. If you don't respect it, and you treat it flippantly or disrespectfully, you won't get anything out of it. It'll, it'll just seem, well, the, uh, the scripture talks about that, uh, you know, to unbelieving, and I'm going to interject a little bit, uh, intellectuals and other, uh, that the things of God are foolishness. Remember him talking about that in Romans? Foolishness to those that don't believe. And so if you're an unbeliever, uh, and you try to analyze the Bible from a mental, intellectual standpoint, you won't get it. 
You won't see it. And it's not because it's not there. It's because you can't see. Spiritually, you're blind. You just can't see. But the more you respect the Word of God, oh my, it opens up. And that's why Jesus said, take heed what you hear. For the measure you meet to it is how it will be measured back to you. What is that saying? Well, part of it is the degree of reverence, the degree of respect, the degree of honor and faith that you give to it. That determines the measure, degree of light, truth, life, healing, wisdom that comes into you from it. Which is why, you know, we do this at, uh, at our uh, Sunday morning church services. We do this. Other, when it comes time for the word, we'll stand up and, and we, we take a moment and we pray and agree together like we did at the beginning of the class. Why? This will change your life. Radically, wonderfully change your life if you have ears to hear it, if you have eyes open that can see it. And so um, if you've been a little nonchalant or a little ca you know, casual about the word, uh, change that. Show it respect. Show it great respect. And you're the one who'll benefit. <laughs> you're the one who'll benefit. And it's amazing how um, the Romans talks about that even uh, God's righteousness and what he's done in redemption, it's revealed in the gospel from faith to faith. What does that mean? Well, the more faith, the more revelation. Can you hear that, class? From faith to faith. And, and I know uh, I've been at this for some decades now, 40 plus years. And um, uh, I know uh, I was watching some videos, this has been years and years ago, of a class that I had been in that where Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr. was teaching and ministering. And uh, I was uh, watching and listening to some of it, and I thought, my, praise God. And I started taking some notes, and I thought, well, you know, where was I? Because uh, I was in that class a lot back then. And... Um, the camera panned, and there I was sitting on the front row. I thought, no, no, I was there. And yet, I didn't hear what I was hearing 10 years later. Why? I had grown. My faith had grown. My reverence for the Word had grown. And just like a 13-year-old will hear things in the same statements that a three-year-old doesn't understand. Can you, can you see that class? And the Bible uses that very thing. It says, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And so the same thing is true with us spiritually. When you're born again, you're not born a fully developed spiritual adult. You're born a baby, spiritual baby. In fact, you're not even able to handle solid food for a little while. That's why he said, desire the sincere milk of the word. So there's the milk of the word, and there is the meat of the word, the solid, uh, the stronger word. And so what determines what you hear uh, is where you are spiritually. 
And so that's why you can have a, a service, you can have a meeting, you can have a class like this, and people uh, sitting side by side, one of them get life-changing revelation, and the other almost go to sleep. <laughs> well, they heard the same thing, and yet they didn't hear the same thing. That's why Jesus said, uh, him that has ears to hear, let him hear. You can hear and not hear. You can see and not see. And uh, as, as you develop and grow, you hear things you, in the same passage that you didn't hear before. You see things you didn't see before. And so that's why faith comes by hearing and hearing. You need to keep hearing the same thing because I assure you, none of us, have exhausted all the light and revelation from any one verse of Scripture in this book. There's, it's alive, the Bible said. The Word of God is, is living, it's quickening and alive. Well, something that's alive, you look at it today, you see part of it. You look at it tomorrow, you see something else. It's alive. It's living. Everybody say, thank God, thank God. for the living Word. The living word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And go ahead and pray this prayer too. Say, Father God. Forgive me for being too casual or disrespectful towards you, your word, your things. Enable me to see it the way you see it, to esteem it the way I should. In Jesus' name, amen. He'll help us. He'll answer that prayer, and you'll start seeing things uh, with a greater reverence. And one thing you want to do is practice showing the impression. You know, pride never wants to show that it's impressed with anything. It's like, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, I've been knowing that 20 years. I doubt it. <laughs> when you see something great in the Word of God, go ahead and say, "Woo, glory to God. I've never seen that. Huh? I've never seen that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Go ahead and express it and give thanks. And give thanks because it's precious. Revelation is precious. Give thanks for it and praise God for it and begin to see how can I put this into practice? How can I? Because that's how you hold on to it. If you don't put it into practice, it'll slip through your grip. It'll slip away from your awareness. And that's how the Bible says you wind up being self-deceived. So you rejoice in it. You thank God for it. And what else do you do, class? You, you do it. You do it. You, you, you start doing it. If it's revelation on prayer, what do you do? You, you start praying like that. <laughs> if it's revelation on confession, what do you do? You start using your words. You make the adjustments in your confession. If it's revelation on giving, revelation on faithfulness, whatever it is, you rejoice over it, you thank God for it, and you put it into practice. You, you do it. Well, what can we learn today from the Word of God about healing? Because it is His will. And uh, as you study these things, you'll find Jesus spent a large part of His earthly ministry ministering to the sick and ministering healing to people. And I mean... Not just a, a couple of things. Some people have left the impression, some scholars, that Jesus did these things to prove that he is the Christ, the Messiah. Well, 
He is the Christ, the Messiah. But how many would you need to do to prove that? Right? I mean, and uh, in his own hometown, he didn't do it. The Bible said he couldn't do any mighty works, except he laid his hands on a few. Um, so if you really wanted to prove something and demonstrate something, that would have been the perfect opportunity where people were saying, uh-uh, we don't believe it. You're just Joseph and Mary's boy. We don't know who you are, why you think you're all of this. And that would be the perfect opportunity, wouldn't it, to say, I'm going to show you, right? I'm going to show you who I am. Just bring me this and bring me that and I'll prove it to you. He didn't do that because that's not how it works. What he would say over and over again when people were healed, he didn't say, see there, it proves who I am. That's not what he said. He said, your faith has made you whole. Haven't we seen that over and over? Your faith. Well, he could have said something else if that's what should have been emphasized. The reason I say it is because much of the church world is not emphasizing what he emphasized. They're emphasizing the mysterious will of God. If somebody was healed, well, isn't it amazing? It must have been God's will. Why? Because if other people didn't get healed, that means it must not have been his will. Well, no, why don't you say that about salvation? About people being born again? Why wouldn't that carry over? People say, well, if, God's, if it was God's will for everybody to be healed, everybody would be healed. Well, what about being born again? Why couldn't you say the same thing? The fact that people are not born again, that proves it's not God's will for them to be born again? It does not. I said it does not. It proves they've got a free will. And, and the Lord is allowing people to choose to believe or choose not to believe. No, God's will is, it's not His will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And yet there's millions of people lost and rejecting God and rejecting Christ. Well, that same thing is true with healing. It's God's will for all of His people to be healed. Everybody. But many people don't believe it. Many people have rejected it. Many people, you know, many churches don't, uh, don't preach it. Uh, I had somebody try to take us to task years ago and they said, well, we don't, we don't believe in all that healing stuff. You know, we just preach the gospel. I thought, well, <laughs> you know, when Paul preached the gospel in Acts 14, people got healed. What he called the gospel. And uh, so that's why sometimes people talk about the full gospel. Um, people preach parts of it. But Jesus, he redeemed us, not in part, but in whole. How many believe Jesus went to the cross, spirit, soul, body? Did he do it entirely? And the Bible talks about what he did, that he, he was spiritually, he was made sin with our sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Mentally uh, and soul, mentally, he, the chastisement of our peace was on him. Uh, mental pressure and, and oppression. And it goes on to say, and by his stripes, you were healed. Well, physically, he bore those stripes. And those stripes 
we're an outward sign of the cause and source of all sickness and all disease. So uh, Jesus redeemed us completely. Said out loud, Jesus, Jesus redeemed me, redeemed me completely. completely, holy, holy. Spirit, Spirit, soul, soul mind, mind, body. body. I, am I am redeemed, completely redeemed. Completely redeemed. Hallelujah. Now, if you only believe a part of that, then you'll only receive part of that, and you won't receive the other part. But if your faith is fed on the other part, then you'll get stirred up and believe that, you can receive that too. I heard an individual who was a great, uh, uh, actually an apostle, an evangelist, that would go to other countries and have huge open-air uh, crusades. And he's, he's in heaven now. He's, he's gone off he's from a previous generation. And, uh, but, but he said that uh, he would get to places that had never heard anything about Jesus, anything about the gospel, anything about what the Lord did in redemption. And he would preach to them that Jesus took their sins and he also took their sicknesses. And he'd preach it to them the same time. They've never heard either one. And he said when they would hear it, they would come and receive forgiveness and healing. They didn't know any better. Oh, can you see that? Nobody had got there and taught them that it might not be God's will for them to be healed. They, they just believed what he said. He, he said Jesus took their sins so, and gave them uh, righteousness, forgiveness. The, Jesus took your sicknesses and gave you healing. And so they just came and took both. <laughs> and there was new births and healings everywhere among huge, giant crowds. And the, uh, Well, it's, it's the work of the enemy to block you from parts of the Word and lie to you and deceive you. And so when we're talking about these things, don't say, well, I, I don't know if I... I agree with you or not, Brother Keith. It ain't about Brother Keith. It's about this book right here, right? Well, I don't know if I agree with them faith people and, and all of this. Get your mind off of people. Um, the Word. Oh, thank God for the Word. Jesus told some of the most uh, religious leaders of his day, he said, you have made the Word of God of none effect by your traditions. What does that mean? He said, you teach for doctrine the commandments of men. So much of what has been taught in churches and even in seminaries is man-made, man-concocted. It's not the Bible. It's not the Word. It's actually contrary to the Word. And if you're smart, and I think you are, yes. you will get your own Bible. Yes. You will get your own nose in these pages for yourself, and you'll let God talk to you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Directly. And you'll get rid of all this man-made stuff that has hindered you and held you back. And you'll reach out and you'll lay hold. Hallelujah. And you'll be so happy that you have received forgiveness and peace and healing and provision and protection and the Holy Spirit and leading and wisdom. And the list goes on. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And our time's up for the class. You got to come back tomorrow. 
We didn't even read our text yet. So we'll see you soon right here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.